Hey, 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 this is Izzo Kleon, Andre McLeod. <clears throat> I want to do a little um, short session on agreement, the power of agreement. Um, agreement is the, um, the key factor in any business or getting any job done or any assignment done with any party or person or personnel or any individual. If there's no agreement between you and your business partner, uh, your spouse, your friend, your family, your your coworkers, your boss, your CEO, uh, whoever it is that you're partnering with, if the agreement between you and them is not sealed together, whereas you both agree on the same thing, there can be a conflict of interest conflict of interest causes business not to be successful, productive, or even life-changing. Spouses who do, who do not agree on the same thing are not on the same page. They're not seeing the same thing. They're not going the same direction. They're going two separate direction. Businesses who have business partners, if they have business partners who do not see the vision of the business, or don't support the vision of the business, then they're not uh, in agreement there, and that is a conflict of interest. So there's a lack of support for the vision of the business. In ministry, the same thing. When we have the uh, vision of the ministry, if the minister, the lead minister, who has the vision of the ministry, and um, and the staffs of the ministry are not in agreement with what God has said, or the vision that God has said. That means there's a conflict of interest, a disagreement. The main purpose of this short session is that disagreements, which is a lack of agreement, is your hindrance for the full grace and the blessing. So, it is imperative and important to be in agreement with your spouse, with your business partner, with your ministry partners, with your friends who you are with, or they may have conflict of interest. And conflict of interest can start from different dimensions of, of opposition. Dimensions of opposition is the levels of op- opposition, whereas the individual could be opposive or could be not for you. So the power of agreement. The next thing is agreeing with God. Whatsoever God has created you, gifted you, talented you, and chosen you to do, that is what you agree with God for. Do not allow yourself to be in disagreement with God and cause your life to be in shambles. Anyone who agrees with God in accordance to what He has created them for, their spouse for, their friend for, their organization for, right? Or whoever or whatsoever you are agreed for. When you come into agreement with God, you're not in disobedience. You are in obedience. And when you are in obedience, you are in the will of the Father and you are abiding. To abide and to be in His will is to be in protection. 
to be secure in God that nothing may come to your path to hinder your steps for going greater and to greater levels. So agreement is, is very important. Let us not forget to be in agreement with what God has said and what God has said for you. Yes, yes, guys. Let us not forget to agree with God with what he said for you. For that is where the blessing is. If you are coming into disagreement with God, you hinder your blessing. Don't disagree with God. Agree. Right? And that is the short session of agreement. Alright guys, you have a wonderful day. I will talk to you later. Have a good day. Bye now. Greetings, this is Izzo Cleon, Andre McLeod. I want to talk about love today. Um, I've been witnessing some things across this kingdom called planet Earth. And I've been observing and watching and monitoring. But there has been a lack of love in many places. Love is God. God is defined as love. God is defined as unconditional agape love. Love is what will never fail. Love suffers all things. Love believes in all things. Love hopes in all things. Loves, love endures. So, love is patient and love is kind. It doesn't boast. So when I'm looking at the definition of love, who is God? And the actual definition of it, according to his word, I pay attention to the characteristics and the the actual mannerisms of the people, according to the perfect definition. And after I have witnessed and observed and monitored, I say, what is going on here? Why has there been a lack of love? Why has there been a lack of enthusiasm to obtain love from God, right, in, in certain areas? And I've come to this conclusion after monitoring and observing life situations that has been tossed to them, has caused them to fall out of love. So their situations and their problems has caused them not to love anymore. That instead of becoming unselfish, they have become selfish. Love is not selfish. It is not defined as selfish. Love means unselfishness. Um, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind with all your body and with all your with your spirit that has defined one thing if you are to love God at that level with your heart mind and soul and body well then guess what you have given up to him and he shall be the one to lead you to love means to open up your heart and mind to love means to give 
to love means to share. Right? To love means to have um, unselfishness and kindness and patience towards another, a thing, a people, an organization, or whatsoever it is that you are sharing the love to. Love will never fail, but if you take love away, it will fail. If we do not get back to love, then we will be in darkness. Love is the key to end darkness. For God says he will bless the kind-hearted. Yes, he did. He said he will bless the kind-hearted. And because of such, kindness is also the sub definition of love. You cannot be kind without love. So God said he will bless the kind-hearted. When you are kind to your neighbor, he shall bless you. Love is the key for light. Light is defined as love. Love is defined as light. When you love, you have light. God is light. Love is defined as God, and God is defined as love, which equals light. You cannot love and not have light. Therefore, light is the end of darkness, for darkness shall not prevail over light. What has failed or died in your life has no love anymore. I will say again, what has failed or died in your life has no love, no love anymore. Love is what never fails. Therefore, what has failed has not love anymore. So let us um, have this understanding to, to, to love and to give and to be kind and hospitable that God may bless you for what you have done and for your love. He or she who sows into love shall receive love again. And that is the word of the Lord. You guys have a wonderful day. This is Israel Cleon Andre McLeod signing out. Greetings, guys. This is Israel Cleon on Jimmy Cloud. Uh, I want to do a promo on the Reign of Cleon movement. And I would like to invite you to the Reign of Cleon. This movement is a living movement. It's a movement that is anointed, spirit-filled. It is a movement that is filled with the grace of God. It is a movement that is crowned. It is a crowned movement and it's also part of salvation you shall be saved when you believe in such there will be liberation and redemption in it so i welcome you to the reign of clan movement the new beginning the next chapter the next phase i invite you in welcome in
Greetings guys, this is Israel Clay on Andre McLeod. I want to talk about marriage. Marriage is uh, is of God and it can also be not of Him. The reason behind that uh, marriage is no longer just two alone, it is three, but yet one. God is in the midst in the three. But yet still it's one. He that is one with the Lord is one with him in spirit. Therefore, she that is one with the Lord is one with him in spirit. When the marriage has covenant with the Lord, whereas the husband has covenant with the Lord and the wife has covenant with the Lord, they are in relationship with the Lord by his spirit then the Lord brings the two human temples in oneness the mystery of this is the spiritual oneness spiritual divisiveness only brings one thing natural divisiveness whereas natural they're not the same they are different Spiritual unity brings natural unity. There, are, as as a unity in marriage, it is supposed to be as as declared in word. Same heart, same mind, same sound, same spirit, same body. You cannot have the same without oneness. There must be oneness in order to have the same. This unity between the husband and the wife and the Lord, it is by the Spirit. The Spirit now must get involved to bring this unity, this oneness between the, the two human temple. Therefore, marriage is one. Yet you have two human bodies. It is still one. The fullness of the grace of God in marriage is a complete the completion of the mystery of the oneness which is spiritual therefore the husband and wife is to be one in mind one in heart one in body one in spirit one in sound therefore they, they shall not be different there is not to be any difference amongst them because of this oneness if there be any difference with them, then there has been a spiritual divisiveness that has caused them to be naturally different. God says that not so. God says he has given you the perfect order. And according to that perfect order, so shall it be. To experience the fullness of the grace of God, this mystery of oneness is needed to take place. Whereas you look upon the marriage and you no longer see two, you see one. If you cannot look upon the marriage and see one, then there's a spiritual divisiveness that has happened that caused it to be naturally divisive. Now God supernaturally intervenes to fix that according to his word by his spirit. So what the marriage needs is the Spirit of God.
for it to fully work. What the marriage needs is the, is the fullness of the grace of God by the Spirit of God. So the marriages need a revival. Not all, but some. Some need a revival to bring to pass the fullness of the grace of God. That they may be happy in their marriage. This is a short teaching on marriage. Stay tuned for the next.